0: Let's get into a little bit of the NFL. We'll look at uh, some of the early lines heading into this weekend. TJ Reeves joins us. He's the Buccaneers radio sideline reporter. Also uh, does some, of course, some NFL and college football coverage and betting as well, because we're all talking about betting at some point now at this point uh, in in this business. But the Bucs right now are three and a half point favorites at home Monday night against the Saints. But before we get into that, I got to know, you did go to Germany, right? Did you travel with the team for that game? And what was that like?
1: It was awesome. First of all, good to be with you. It is Bellarmine, and they did beat Louisville yes. earlier go. in the year. Now they're playing Kentucky tonight. Good luck with that. Uh, yes, did get to go to Germany with the Buccaneers, and it was a great experience all the way around, most importantly because they won the game with the Seahawks, ultimately. But, guys, that is a passionate country for the NFL. There are 11-11 United States military bases, either Army, Air Force, et cetera, uh, that are in Germany. And they have... Uh, had those military installations there playing American football really since the late 60s and the early 70s. So they have a culture of American football with a lot of Americans. There are millions of Americans that actually live in Germany, work in Germany, are on those Air Force bases and Army bases, etc., and in and around. So there was a real thirst to go play games there, and I got the privilege to interview Roger Goodell as part of the Buccaneer pregame show, and he said, hey, we've already done a four-year deal. We're going to rotate this between... Uh, Munich where we played and Frankfurt where they had a previous NFL Europe team that had over 50,000 fans per game for the NFL Europe back in the late 90s and the early 2000s. So clearly there's there's an appetite for American football. It ended up being a good game uh, festive crowd. You probably saw on, on the NFL Network broadcast and on the Internet. They even belted out Country Road. Take me home. Yep. John Denver. <laughs> they knew that even in Munich to sing along and have the beer steins going back and forth. So. It was a lot of fun to be part of that whole scene and that whole atmosphere uh, and get the win. Unfortunately, the Buccaneers probably wanted to keep playing. They took a bye week, come off the bye week and then don't somehow some way I'm sitting here 48 hours later, they don't finish off the Cleveland Browns and let that incredible catch happen by David Njoku on fourth down right in front of me by the way, uh in the end zone and then win the game in overtime. So as as fun as Germany was, very deflating in Cleveland on Sunday.
2: Yeah, that was a tough game, no doubt about it, TJ. And now they got to turn around on Monday night, and they have to play a team that, since Brady's been there, as you know, I mean, New Orleans has had their number. What what do you think of this matchup on Monday night between the Bucs and the Saints? And can you tell us what it is that the Saints defense does that has given Brady and company so much trouble when they go
1: head-to-head? Well, they've done a great job with their front seven of pressuring him. Uh, and that has been a big key to their wins really up until uh, the game earlier this year. Now, the game earlier this year was ugly with he and Jameis Winston going uh, head-to-head. It was a defensive struggle all the way into the fourth quarter at 3-3. Um, and let's be honest, I mean, the Saints are damaged goods right now. There's no Sean Payton. There's no Drew Brees. They're 4-8. and eight. So if you're the Buccaneers, you're looking to regroup and find a way. And the Bucks have injuries on their offensive line. They're all world right tackle Tristan Wirfs a bad ankle injury in the overtime game against Cleveland. So he's likely not to play. So the saints are looking their chops at that, but by the same token, the Buccaneers are looking at this saints team that hasn't done much. They've won a couple of games uh, at home against the bad Raiders and against the bad Rams. But other than that, over the last two months, they're like two and six, including a loss in, in London. So, this is uh, this is ugly. This is what the NFC South is right now, and it's going to be on Monday Night Football, but it's a chance for the Buccaneers if they can protect Brady somewhat in this game, uh, they've got a great chance to find a way to get a win in this one and be right back at 6-6. Six and six. You know,
0: TJ, when you talk about protecting Brady
1: somewhat, that was my biggest concern
0: coming into the season with that team, and I would not going to speak for you, I'll let you speak, but I'm assuming that probably was your biggest concern too, was the issues in the offensive line. And they've dealt with injuries this entire season. But when you look at this Tampa team right now, do you still see a team that has a shot to not only get to the playoffs because they're sitting at five and six, but actually win games in the playoffs? Or do you look at them and say, man, that window closed. Brady should have stayed retired.
1: Well, I can say that. Well, first of all, you have to understand that they employ me. They sign my checks. So what am I supposed to say here on (laughs) MGM? They're going to win every game is what I'm supposed to say. So uh, let's be realistic about this. Uh, After they play the Saints, they're playing San Francisco in Santa Clara with that defense and what we've seen. That's going to be a tough challenge, period. That was always going to be a tough challenge in the stretch run here. Then you have Cincinnati at home, the defending AFC champs. They just won at Tennessee. They've kind of rounded into form. Those are two tough games. So you better get this Saints game and figure out, can you get one of those next two? And then to answer your question, what realistic shot would you have? Well, look, the playoff game's at home. If you win the division, the playoff game is at home. Right now, it's projected that it would be the Dallas Cowboys uh, as the number one wild card team, as the fifth seed. And the Bucks obviously beat the Cowboys in the opening game uh, in uh, AT&T Stadium in the regular season. But so much has changed since then obviously uh for Dallas the interesting thing is uh that Dak Prescott got hurt in that opening night game and they still won games with Cooper Rush which which has them right in the thick of the NFC East race uh and also still alive obviously to have a top wild card seed but that that would be the matchup right up there at the top uh in a 4 versus 5 game and so but still it's Tom Brady and that's the that's the thing that you keep coming back to where you couldn't finish that game for example with Cleveland last week Tom Brady had chance after chance in the fourth quarter to get, go get one more score up 17 to 10 and it did not happen and so that's unBrady Brady like and he missed some throws and that's unBrady Brady like some of it's being pressured we mentioned the offensive line so you're just wondering right now how much more of house money can you play with because you got a Super Bowl two years ago at 43 years of age and now you're talking about 45 years of age Eventually, Father Time, undefeated guys, it gets to everybody, mm-hmm. and maybe it started to get to TB twelve some late in his third year here in Tampa Bay.
2: Yeah, now that they're dealing with the Tristan Wirfs injury, that could be another big blow as well for Tampa Bay. TJ, I want to talk to you about some more of these games in Week thirteen upcoming because it's just a great slate. And uh, you mentioned how the Bucks have San Francisco next week. This week, the Niners are taking on the Dolphins. Obviously, all the storylines are going to be around Kyle Shanahan. Versus Mike McDaniel. The Niners are favored by four. But I'm looking at the total of 46 and a half. And again, because of the two head coaches going at it. I think both of them are going to kind of want to outdo one another. One-up one another a little bit. I could see a high-scoring game in this one. Uh, what are your thoughts on Dolphins-Niners?
1: Well, first of all, as somebody that has in-laws that live here in the Tampa Bay area that have been lifelong Dolphin fans, my, my mother-in-law may be the biggest Dan Marino fan of all time. You don't think I'm hearing it? I heard it at Thanksgiving <laughs> about how improved the Dolphins are, and they're now 8-3 and three while the Bucks are struggling. My mother-in-law... God love her. She loves me. She greeted me the other night when we were over at the house before Thanksgiving with a Jalen Waddle jersey on, and she went, waddle, waddle, waddle. Oh, waddle that's waddle, amazing. Waddle. In the so the in-laws are living it up with the Dolphins. But you're right. They're going up against a very tough San Francisco defense on the road. Uh, that has been very physical with every quarterback they played against, knocking them down if not sacking them. How will Tua hold up? That is a fascinating game. and obviously, will the Dolphins maybe tenderize the 49ers a little bit before the Buccaneers get their hands on on San Francisco or San Francisco gets their hands on Tom Brady coming in the following game. So yeah, we'll have our eyes definitely on that one. Dolphins a big surprise right now at eight and3 there were a lot of there are a lot of people that are having to eat whatever on Tua because Tua right now even with the concussion problems has had a tremendous season and there were a lot of people who believed it was never going to happen in the NFL so far small sample size for this year it is happening he looks good
0: talking to TJ Reeves here bet MGM tonight you talk about the Dolphins being a surprise we've had a lot of surprises really this this NFL season with maybe some teams that aren't as good as we expected them to be but some teams that are that are better i'm looking at the nfc right now and really i remember the question coming in was like you know who is the team that's going to stand out and separate themselves from the rest of the pack and everybody had different opinions on it like i liked the eagles but i didn't think they'd start off 10 and 1 on the season i certainly didn't have the giants already exceeding their win total being seven and four at this point now when you look at the teams that have been successful in the nfc right now what's the biggest surprise for you
1: well, I would say Seattle would have been, but Seattle's now lost back-to-back games, including the overtime loss to the Raiders because they get rid of Russell Wilson. And I'm sorry, who had Seattle at six and three with Geno Smith <laughs> not, with the way no the, I mean, nobody had Nobody. That. Geno's own family boys did not have <laughs> that before the year began, but yet that's where they were. And now you look at Minnesota as well, that basically it can all but lock up the division. Uh, the NFC North has been hilariously bad underneath them. It's kind of been that way for Green Bay for so many years. But Minnesota's looking at locking up the division either this week or next week with a first-year coach uh, in Kevin uh, O'Connell. So uh, they've they've been a pleasant surprise. I mean, we got an NFC playoff picture right now that doesn't have either Green Bay or the Rams and apparently is not going to have either one of them. And even at the beginning of the year, Green Bay won a game in Tampa Bay to go 2-1. and one. And you're thinking, okay, you know, the Packers are going to probably end up catching the Vikings and winning the uh, the North. They're not even going to get a wild card at this rate. And who knows if Aaron Rodgers is even going to get back, even going to be back. So that's kind of crazy, but it just shows you the year, the year to year thing that the league is. I mean, even in season, Washington was dead in the water. The commanders up in the, up in the part of the world where you are. Mm -hmm. Look at what they've done over the last five or six weeks. And Taylor Heineke makes them a dangerous playoff team, especially with, with chase young, potentially being back soon Um, I don't know who wants to play the Commanders in the opening week of the playoffs. And if it's the Buccaneers, it'd be a playoff rematch from two years ago. And Heineke was very good in that playoff game in the empty stadium at FedEx Field that Brady and the Bucks still won the game, but he was really good in that playoff game. So Commanders, Vikings, who had those teams, guys?
2: Yeah, no, you're right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to ask you about a team that you saw earlier in the season, the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of people thought mm. the Bills would be the best team in the NFL. you got to bring that up. Yeah, you gotta go there. I'm you gotta sorry. Bring that up. I'm sorry. You know what? Nick.
1: Mahomes has been doing it to everybody else. It's fine. It's fair. Go ahead. No, he's great. But I actually like
2: the Bengals this week. You know, if there's one guy who's had Burrow's number, or who's had Mahomes' number, it's Burrow, and now he's going to get Jamar Chase back, it looks like. We'll see what happens with Joe Mixon. He's still in concussion protocol. But what do you make of this, uh, this Chiefs-Bengals game? obviously a rematch of the AFC title game. The Bengals just had a rematch from the playoffs last week against the Titans. They won that rematch. Now they have another rematch this weekend against Kansas City. Do you like their chances to get another one?
1: I mean, how do you go against them right now when they've won huge game after huge game last January, get to get to the Super Bowl? I mean, it's still, you have to say it with a straight face and straight voice, the defending AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals, looking to round into form that's a tough ask, though, in that uh, in that matchup and in that setting. Now, they do get the game at home, so that's interesting. Uh, but just watching Mahomes, even at field level, and I've had the chance now to do that uh, the last couple of seasons, including Super Bowl uh, 55, which let us not forget, Brady and the Buccaneers 31-9 over the Kansas City Chiefs at Raymond James Stadium for a Super Bowl win, but he is amazing. He is he is a magician with the things he can do, and they get very creative with the play calling, and you start seeing diverse, different things, even in week 10, 11, 12, that you haven't seen before. So give Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, Mahomes all the credit for varying things up, but he's a special player. You know, you go back to that Buccaneer game on Sunday Night Football, remember when he made the little pirouette move at about the five yard line And then at about the two-yard line, decided to throw the option pitch. Guess who was standing right there? Well, I should rephrase. Guess who backed (laughs) up like two steps because Mahomes and Devin White were coming at me. And then the pirouette happened, and I'm standing there, and then I'm like everybody else in the stadium and watching and went, did he just do that with just perfect touch on the little flick right in the back of the end zone for the touchdown. So, he makes amazing plays and it will be a challenge for anybody to knock them out of the playoffs. And you're right, that's a great game for Sunday against the Bengals. He's TJ Reeves, he is literally in the action as he just pointed out and that's why he's at Buck <laughs> sideline guy on
0: Twitter. Appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on with us.
1: Hey, great to be with you guys. Uh, keep Cam in line uh, yes. there as much as possible. I love my man Cam. You guys behave, and we'll see what happens with Monday Night Football. Somebody gets to win the NFC South and host a playoff game. Why not my Buccaneers? We'll hey, see. Hey, listen, yeah.
0: I'll tell you this: What PJ? Like I, you know, the answer always is, but it's Tom Brady, right? But there's a certain point where it's not only does father time catch up to you. But injuries on your offensive line also catch up to you. And Tom Brady can't move. No. Those are cement feet. He had one of the most unathletic plays when he got sacked uh, on Sunday against the Browns, that Miles Garrett sack, where he just looked like he, he his feet could not get out of the turf. And no. that that makes it even the greatest quarterback of all time. If you've got no time to throw the football, it makes it really difficult to be successful.
2: It does. and But you're right. The thing that the Bucks obviously have going for them is the division that they play in. Big picture NFC, though. Nick, they're not beating Dallas. No, they're not they're beating not. San Francisco. They're not beating Philly. Mm-mm. And like you said, everybody's going to say, "But it's Brady." I, I just his his team's not what it is. There's- the O line is going to derail them. The defense isn't quite what people thought it would be. And you got
0: Mike Evans dropping
2: passes this year. We never see that. Yeah,
0: it just it just feels like the energy is gone from this team. And it does. It's uh, look, man. I know. It, it's you can still say it's Tom Brady. But I I didn't have a lot of confidence in Tampa coming into the season, so I really don't feel that much more confident uh, as we head into the rest of the schedule.